When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog. Welcome to Forever Dog. You can listen to this podcast ad-free on Forever Dog Plus by signing up at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And make sure to follow us on social at Forever Dog Team and check out all of our podcasts at foreverdogpodcasts.com. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Forever Dog. Welcome to Public Domain Theater. This week, Edith Wharton's Roman Fever with Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, and guest Amy Vorpal. Hi, welcome to Public Domain Theater, the podcast of highbrow readings and lowbrow commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent, and we are joined today by a very special guest. You may know her from Nerdist, from Geek and Sundry, from BuzzFeed, actor, righty, Amy, righty? That's me. You got it. Amy Are you Vol- a righty, not a lefty? <laughs> okay. Are you? Yeah, righty tidy. Yeah, nice. there you go. That's why Kelly said that. Amy Vorpal's here. Welcome, Thank you Amy. so much. Th- yes, thanks for having me. I'm also whitey and tidy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and righty. Yeah, and righty. And righty. Yep. I'm all wow. of those things. Yeah. Wow. A, a multi hyphenate. I'm very impressive. <laughs> you, you actually sent over a <laughs> word perfect document. Yes. Did you get my CV? Is what I yes. call it. But yeah. it's, it's really just a listicle. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the fourth will surprise you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, as Kelly said today, we are reading Edith Wharton's uh, Roman Fever. Mm. Um, Amy, are you much of a reader or? D- Yes, I read. I read almost constantly. So I always read mostly fantasy novels. I got Mm -hmm. into it like or got back into it. (laughs) I got into reading, I want to say. (laughs) I mean, as a kid, I would do it all the time. But then you you get older and other things. But yeah, I've been reading pretty solidly for the past two years now, too. Yeah. Um, mainly my twin sister is a big reader and she's got I mean I didn't know you have a twin sister I do I do and there's something about being a twin that makes you competitive (laughs) and so she like logged I think 75 books last year on Goodreads and I'm like interesting let's (laughs) let's do this Um, so yeah (laughs) interesting (laughs) cool Jenny cool 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 yeah great exactly exactly (laughs) do you uh do you do you read the uh, the classics very often? No, I really don't. I'm I I've, I'm going back to Harry Potter. I guess you could consider oh, that kind of a classic. I would say but. a modern classic. <laughs> yeah, Potter classic. Yeah. But I mainly Potter read I, I mainly read uh, fantasy novels, and mm-hmm. I'm on a Brandon Sanderson kick, and and write. I just I just finished his Oathbringer, which is part of the Stormlight Stormlight Archive, and I'm reading also the Farseer trilogy. Mm, um, not familiar. Uh, his first name is Robin. The author's first name is Robin. And then I forgot. But Oh, Robin. Or you know Robin? Mm-hmm. I know Robin. Yeah. Yeah. We went to um uh to I wanna say camp. Uh-huh. Fourth grade. Yeah. You Arrowhead. Did. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. him. That's him. He was afraid of turtles. Yeah, and he he tried to hold your hand, or he he might have been the one who just uh was like, Hey, there's no toilet paper in my cabin. Yeah, no, he he it was both. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, but here we are. We're just best friends to this day. Yeah, and he wrote, he wrote a fantasy trilogy. Oh, good for him. He yeah. didn't tell me that. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> he didn't tell me that in the fourth grade at camp. <laughs> uh, well, do, so we're, we're going to be reading a work by Edith Edith Wharton. Let's do we find out a little bit about her. Yeah, do we know anything about this fucking I was trying lady? to get, I was, so when we came in and uh, I saw what Brett had chosen for us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, Brett made this decision? Yeah, Brett, Brett chooses always our chooses. stories. Okay. That's so. That's well, like, this one sounds. I want to say 80% of the fun of this podcast is the fact that we just let Brett choose something that we have never read and have no idea what's Fantastic. going to happen. Yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so I came and I was like, oh, Edith Wharton. And then I was like, yeah, I literally can't name anything she's written. Like, That's the thing. It's not, famous name, non-famous I wanted works. to say Vanity Fair, but I, I'm pretty sure a man wrote that. Mm, we'll never that know. I think about it. But mm. Portrait 
Portrait oh, of a Young Man. Lady? Nope. Okay. Nope. I think that's also written by my. Right. Okay. Well, take it away, Kelly. <laughs> All right. Edith was born in 1862. She died in 1937. So math, you will do. Um, <laughs> math away. 79. What? Very good. I think. Six, I said very seven, good, and I eight, had no idea. Nine. I don't know. I might have also 2002, made that up. <laughs> 11. Uh, what were the years uh, again? Uh, 20, 30. So yeah, 70 something. Great. Tristy Q. Tristy Q. Tristy Q when she died. Uh, 1862 to 1937. She was an American novelist, a short story writer, and interior designer. She's a multifaceted woman. Um, she combined an insider's view of American aristocracy with a powerful prose style. Uh, they real her works realistically portrayed the lives and morals of the late 19th century, an era of decline and faded wealth. She won the Pulitzer Prize for literature, the first woman to receive this honor. <sighs> I want to change my answer to 75. Okay. Great. Is that your final I'll take answer? that. Actually, I do take that. <laughs> Thank you. Because I can do seven minus two. <laughs> That's what I can do. <laughs> okay. Uh, the rest of it could not. Tom, couldn't you recently not remember how old you were in like 2000? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Something like that? Yeah, I forget. Yeah. It was on the podcast. Age even. is hard. No, I never know how old <laughs> I am. For lots of reasons. <laughs> I was like, I had to like ask you how old I was. Yeah. I was like, what am I, 26? And you were like, no, you have not been that. <laughs> you have never been 26. You skipped right over it. Yeah, no, that's a while ago. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, she was born Edith Newbold Jones to George Frederick Jones and Lucretia Stephen Rylander. Rylander. <laughs> Great. Um, the same keeping wait, up. Wait, wait, who's Lucretia? Uh, the mother. Ah. Lucretia Stevens Rylander. That is a name and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the the saying keeping up with the Joneses is said to refer to her father's no family. fucking way. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right, Kardashians. Shut your yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. you're only the second family. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to read a sentence written by Brett, none of the words of which I understand. She was also related to the Wren Sailors, the most prestigious of the old patroon families who had received <sighs> land grants from the former Dutch government of New York and New Jersey. Uh, wow, Brett, it. fascinating. <laughs> cool. Patroon. Wow. Patroon. Vital piece of okay. info from Do you want to know her <laughs> nickname? The, the, the nickname that her friends and family called her. Uh, try oh, and guess. Oh, guess. Um, Lil Edie. No. Nope. Thurgood. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? Pussy Jones. No! No! no. No, right, Brett, you've made up for everything. Yeah. Good work. Okay, <laughs> I will say I was close. Okay, do you, you want to very close? Do you want to know um, a quote that uh, one of her contemporaries <laughs> using her nickname? Oh, said dear. that handsome, disagreeable little pussy Jones. No. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, that's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is evidence in other letters and documents from the time that this was her generally accepted nickname. Oh my god! That what did it? It couldn't have meant that back no, then. No, it no. Just, kind of, it I just think she's like, like a, a cat, like a feisty kitty, like a little like that. Yeah. Okay. I think. Go eat or it. Or maybe she was just like very sweet and would curl up on your lap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she was feisty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Disagreeable. True. Oh. True. Oh. Oof. I. I zoned out. She she must have. Yeah, it was, it was the pontoon thing. It yeah, was I was thinking. I was thinking patroon. about that fascinating patroon pat bit. Patroon. Well, I hope that I hope Patronus. that pays off. I hope we get to learn more about the patronus. Yeah, is Brett gonna get a Pulitzer for that sentence? Oh, I think so. We're all here for this oh, historic the first moment. man to win a Pulitzer for a sentence. <laughs> oh, the first man to get that honor. Um, really sticking it to Brett. Today. Yeah, yeah. I think we're feeling fiery about Brett right now. Um, okay. She rejected the standards of fashion and etiquette. She did not want to go to those like balls and parties where you're supposed to like be all pretty. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Just yeah. be Frances McDormand at the Met Gala, yeah. Met, Met Ball, and you'll be fine. Yeah. She wanted more education than she received, so she read from her father's library and the libraries of her father's friends. She traveled extensively. At age 10, she got typhoid fever while the family was at a spa in the Black Forest. Oh, no. You know, my mom had typhoid fever as a, a kid. She was in a home alone. What? That, yeah. sounds, that sounds uh, straight out of Oregon Trail. Oh, and I can't, yeah. I can't well, <laughs> remove I myself can't. from there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't and I won't. Um, <laughs> when 
uh, World War I broke out. She was just starting a summer vacation in Paris. She stayed in Paris throughout the war and set up a workroom for unemployed women. They were fed and paid one franc a day. Later, she opened a shelter for Belgian refugees fleeing the war. What a philanthropist. Wait, what? Is she, is, is like her, is she represented as a character in any like TV show? Because I'm, I'm, I'm feel feeling like she should. I'm feeling some Peaky Blinders, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or but like, um, do you guys want to create an Amazon show based oh, yeah. off of uh, Edith, the life of Edith, Edith Wharton? Wharton. Edith yeah. Wharton. As long as we call it pussy. pussy. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll call, it, call me pussy. Or disagree, <laughs> disagreeable pussy. One. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Fred, are you trying to make up for last week's horror show of a story? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, she didn't publish her first novel until she was 40, but became an extremely prolific writer in the latter half of her life. She published Guys, 15 there's still novels. time. There's still time. Time to dream. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm she- not dead yet. <laughs> Not for a while. Um, June 1st, 1937. She's at the French country home of Ogden Codman. Another fantastic yeah. name. You can call me Ogden Codman. <laughs> yeah, these all sound like like role-playing characters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was an American architect and interior designer. They worked on a revised edition of the decoration of houses, and she collapsed up from a heart attack, and she died in her home in Paris. Mm. The street where she died is today called Rue Edith Wharton. Mm. Cool. Mm. So wait, is she Parisian or is she French? I can't remember. No, she's American. No, she moved. So she's she American. was she was born During apparently in a brownstone at 14 West 23rd Street in New York City. Mm. Mm. Classic Edith. You know what? Classic Edith. <laughs> so Classic like Pussy Jones <laughs> roaring into the city. <laughs> uh, are you ready to get this thing started? Yep. Yes. Roman Fever, written by Edith Wharton. From the table at which they had been lunching, two American ladies of ripe but well-cared-for middle age moved across the lofty terrace of the Roman restaurant and, leading on it, leaning on its parapet, looked first at each other and then down on the outspread glories of the Palatine and the Forum with the same expression of vague but benevolent approval. As they leaned there, a girlish voice echoed up gaily from the stairs leading to the court below. "'Well, come along, then,' it cried, not to them but to an invisible companion." And let's leave the young things to their knitting. And a voice as fresh, and a voice as fresh laughed back. Oh, look here, Babs, not actually knitting. Well, I mean, figuratively, rejoined the first. After all, we haven't left our poor parents much else to do. At that point, the turn of the stairs engulfed the dialogue. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so there's like two voices. Two older ladies. Coming up the stairs and two older ladies up there. Yeah. But right? but not okay. Like not old. They're I think is what old, she's saying. Right. They're they're, they're cared for. They like moisturize. Mm-hmm. They yes. do spa days. They, they use care um, by men. Um, what yeah. that like La Mer? Like what's yeah. that really expensive? La Mer is yeah, pretty La Mer. sure. Yeah, yeah. You know I like to go and get free Probably samples. That shit. Oh, and um, mm, one of my sweet. friends taught me. She's such a fucking sneak. One of my friends taught me. She'd be like oh, can I use your eye cream? And then she's like, oh, but you know what? My skin, like, it gets really red whenever I put cream on it. So can you put it in a little pot for me? And then they do it. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, head out to Bloomies and get some. Life hack from public domain theater. <laughs> <laughs> the two ladies looked at each other again, this time with a tinge of smiling embarrassment. And the smaller and paler one shook her head and colored slightly. Barbara. She murmured. <laughs> yes, she did murmur that. I would hope. <laughs> Sending an unheard Barbara. rebuke after the mocking voice in the stairway. The other lady, who was fuller and higher in color, with a small oh, determined like she nose. Said fuller. Me too, me oh, too. Yeah. Good description. Non-judgmental. With a small determined nose supported by vigorous black eyebrows, gave a good-humored laugh. That's what our daughters think of us. Her companion replied by a deprecating gesture. Not of us individually. We must remember that. It's just the collective modern idea of mothers. And you see, half guiltily, she drew from her handsomely mounted black handbag a twist of crimson silk run through by two fine knitting needles. One never knows, she murmured. The new system has certainly given us a good deal of time to kill. System? System. Oh my gosh. This is a robot story. Ayn Rand. (laughs) 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 Yeah, what, what? I am on the edge of my seat. I really am. Yeah. <laughs> Show me that crimson crochet, yeah. Barbara. And sometimes I get tired just looking, even at this. Her gesture was now addressed to the stupendous scene at their feet. 
The dark lady laughed again, and they both, re they both relapsed upon the view, contemplating it in silence. With a sort of diffused serenity, which might have been borrowed from the spring effulgence of the Roman skies. What a sentence. <laughs> diffused serenity. Uh, I love to look down at mm -hmm. the Effulgence, ballroom that's a of spike. people I've killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what is at their feet? Like, is it? Uh, I don't understand. She's well, we're at, about to see. Oh, we are. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The luncheon hour was long past, and the two had their end of the vast terrace to themselves. At its opposite extremity, a few groups, detained by a lingering look at the outspread city, were gathering up guidebooks and fumbling for tips. The last of them scattered, and the two ladies were alone on the air-washed height. Well, I don't see why we should. I don't see why we shouldn't just stay here," said Mrs. Slade. <gasps> Mrs. Slade. Oh, they have a name now uh -huh. besides. Oh, Barbara's the Barbara, kid. Yeah, Barbara. 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 <laughs> Oh, Barbara! <laughs> oh, Barbara! <laughs> Don't be silly! Oh, did you bring knitting? <laughs> um, said Mrs. Slade, the lady of the high color and energetic brows. Yes. But, yeah. So we've got energetic brows and vigorous eyelashes. No, she, no. she's the same eyebrows. woman. She had vigorous brows. Okay. Brows, high color, fuller, and then the other Darker, one is paler and, and she colors okay. more easily. Okay. Yeah, she's okay. shy. <laughs> She's shy. Slade and Barb. Yeah. Two <laughs> derelict basket chairs stood near, and she pushed them into the angle of the parapet and settled herself in one, her gaze upon the palatine. After Palatine? Pal I don't know how to say that. Uh, palatine, I guess. After all, it's still the most beautiful view in the world. It always will be to me, assented her friend, Mrs. Ansley, with mm. so slight a stress Ansley. on the me that Mrs. Slade, though she noticed it, wonder if it were not merely accidental like the random underlinings of old-fashioned letter writers. Grace Ansley was always old-fashioned, she thought, and added aloud with a retrospective smile. It's a view we've both been familiar with for a good many years. When we first met here, we were younger than our girls are now. You remember? Oh, yes, I remember, murmured Mrs. Ansley. "'Twas five hundred years <laughs> ago this day. <laughs> <laughs> with the same undefinable stress, there's that head waiter wondering... She interpolated. Inter inter mm. Interpolated? Inter there, yes. Interpolated. She was evidently far less sure than her companion of herself and of her rights in the world. I'll cure him of wondering, said Mrs. Slade, stretching her hand toward a bag as discreetly opulent looking as Mrs. Ansley's. Signing to the head waiter, she explained that she and her friend were old lovers of Rome and would like to spend oh, the end I of really the afternoon. I really wanted her to say old lover. I yes. did. I did too. And would like to spend the end of the afternoon looking down on the view. That is, if it did not disturb the service. The head waiter, bowing over her gratuity, assured her that the ladies were most welcome and would still be Wait, more. Wait, I would love if the waiter literally was bowing over money, right? <laughs> yeah, Like yeah. the gratuity, like the, like, oh, the coins, you. and his head just, like, his forehead just touches the coins slightly. He's <laughs> like, anything you wish? <laughs> assured her that the ladies were most welcome and would be still more if they would condescend to remain for dinner. A full moon night. They would remember. Mrs. Slade's black brows drew together as though references <laughs> to the moon were out of place and even unwelcome. For I am a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> the moon killed my parents. How dare you? What? Remain here in the same earth as the moon? <laughs> Never. He knows what he did. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> but she smiled away her frown as the head waiter retreated. Well, smiled away her frown. I, I, we're gonna need to like keep tabs on these eyebrows because yeah, no, they are they are <laughs> go, they're they're on the move. Yes. Every five sentences, I want an eyebrow up. <laughs> well, why not? We might do worse. There's no knowing, I suppose, when the girls will be back. Do you even know back from where? I don't. <laughs> I don't. We still haven't paid the ransom to their kidnappers. <laughs> And here we are, gathering uh, away like a couple of old, immortal women. <laughs> you, a werewolf, I, a Grecian goddess. <laughs> Having met in Rome 12,000 years ago. <laughs> Mrs. Ansley again colored slightly. 
I think those young Italian aviators we met at the embassy invited them to fly to Tarkinia for tea. I suppose they'll want to wait and fly back by moonlight. They straight up flew somewhere. (laughs) She must be kidding, right? I think being sarcastic because she's talking about her like children of daughters. I bet she's not. They're well off. I think they're just like, this is a natural thing. Wait, wait. No, no, no. Wait, is that really how we're interpreting this? Is this is legit? I'm interpreting it. I think they're legit. legit. They flew away (laughs) to Tarkinia for tea. God. These, I don't know. These women. I I, I hear that Enough and I'm spa like, days. well, it is like before the turn of the century, perhaps, and they are rich. Yeah. 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 So Not they're like, oh, have you heard of the, the flying bird? There's an airplane. Yeah. But, you know. Oh, my you gosh. Get, you get me. Cool. I'm dumb. <laughs> I suppose they'll want to wait and fly back by moonlight. Moonlight? Moonlight? What a part it still Stop plays. Stop talking about the oh, fucking moon in my presence. She hates the moon. Fuck you. <laughs> my children will not see the moon. <laughs> I refuse to see the moon. He didn't get custody for a reason. <laughs> Close your eyes, Mrs. Ansley. Close your eyes until the moon is gone. <laughs> uh, do you suppose they're as sentimental as we were? I've come to the conclusion that I don't in the least know what they are, said Mrs. Ansley. And perhaps we didn't know much more about each other. No, perhaps we didn't. Her friend gave her a shy glance. Oh, my God. Make oh, my out. God. Ooh. Oh, make my out. God. I'm shipping them. Yeah, make out. Mm-hmm. I never should have supposed you were sentimental, Alita. Well, perhaps I wasn't. Mrs. Slade drew her lids together in retrospect. And for a few moments. That's a oh. weird way to say close her eyes. Well, yeah. I think some eyebrows are happening as oh, well. Oh, yeah. yeah. No eyebrow update, though. Mm. And for a few moments, the two ladies, who had been intimate since childhood, reflected how little they knew each other. What? Each one, of course, had a label ready to attach to the other's name. Mrs. Delphine Slade, for instance, she would have told herself or anyone who asked her that Mrs. Horace Ansley. I've never been shy about my name. (laughs) 25 years ago had been exquisitely lovely. No, you wouldn't believe it, would you? Less so now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you'd... Uh, yeah, wear that you, veil. Put that veil I'm back on. You think I'm trying to feed you a line. But. <laughs> Though, of course, still charming, distinguished. Well, as a girl, she had been exquisite. Far more beautiful than her daughter, Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) Barbara. Oh my God. Tell Barbara (laughs) that every every moment, every chance you get, (laughs) tell Barbara how beautiful her mother was. (laughs) She's going to love it. Yes. She will not develop a complex in the slightest. (laughs) Though certainly Babs, according to the new standards at any rate, was more effective, had more edge, as they say. Funny where she got it with those two nullities as parents. Ouch. <laughs> Whoa, she just got mean. Whoa. But hold on. Oh, no, Can no, we? Barbara's the friend, you guys, not the daughter. No, Barbara's the daughter. What? She said, I mean. Far more beautiful than her daughter, oh. Barbara. Okay, yeah. Also, I do want to bring lost. the word nullity mm-hmm. back. <laughs> yeah. Do it. As, it's so mean. As a mean, yeah, as like so a jab. Yeah. Like a nullities. <laughs> yeah. The opposite of extra. Like mm-hmm. total opposite. Op- and then you like, can say that instead of nothing. Or basic. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Oh, Ugh. she's extra. Oh, she's null. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Horace Ansley was, well, just the duplicate of his wife. Museum specimens of old New York. Good looking, irreproachable, exemplary. Mrs. Slade and Mrs. Ansley had lived opposite each other actually, as well as figuratively, for years. When the drawing room curtains in number 20 East 73rd Street were renewed, number 23 across the way was always aware of it. And of all the movings, buyings, travels, anniversaries, illnesses, the tame chronicle of an estimable pair. Little of it escaped Mrs. Slade. But she had grown bored with it by the time her husband made his big coup in Wall Street. And when they bought in Upper Park Avenue, and when they bought in Upper Park Avenue, had already begun to think... I'd rather live opposite a speakeasy for a change. At least one might see it rated. The idea of... Do they hate each other? I think they hate... I think they hate each other. I think they hate each other. The idea of seeing Grace rated was so amusing that, before the move, she launched it at a woman's lunch. It made a hit and went the rounds. She sometimes wondered if it had crossed the street and reached Mrs. Ansley. She hoped not, but didn't much mind. (laughs) She didn't give a shit because she was fucking sick of that friendship. Dude. She was like, how much more vigorous do I have to make my eyebrows before (laughs) you get the point? Those were the days when respectability was at a discount and did the irreproachable no harm to laugh at them a little. A few years later, and not many months apart, both ladies lost their husbands. There was an appropriate exchange of wreaths and condolences, and after a brief renewal of intimacy in the half-shadow of their mourning... And now, after another interval, 
they had run across each other in Rome at the same hotel. Each of them the modest appendage of a, each of them the modest appendage of a salient daughter. The similarity of their lot had again drawn them together, lending itself to mild jokes and the mutual confession that, if in old days it must have been tiring to keep up with the daughters, it was now at times a little dull not to. No doubt, Mrs. Slade reflected. She felt her unemployment more than poor Grace ever would. It was a big drop from being the wife of Delphin Slade to being his widow. She had always regarded herself, with a certain conjugal pride, as his equal in social gifts, as contributing her full share to the making of the exceptional couple they were. But the difference after his death was irreme irremediable. Irremediable. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As the wife of the famous corporation lawyer, always with an international case or two on hand, every day brought its exciting and unexpected obligation. The impromptu entertaining of eminent colleagues from abroad, the hurried dashes on legal business to London, Paris, or Rome, where the entertaining was so handsomely reciprocated, the amusement of hearing in her wakes, what, that handsome woman with the good clothes and the eyes is Mrs. Slade. And the eyes. And the eyes. And the <laughs> that eyes. That woman's good got eyes. And the eyes. <laughs> Do you see the eyes on that one? <laughs> she has them. <laughs> <laughs> She's the, in possession. <laughs> the Slade's wife. Really? Generally, the wives of celebrities are such frumps. Yes, being mm, the Slade's widow I feel was like it, that's not yeah, true. Not true. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, being the Slade's widow was a dullish business after that. In living up to such a husband, all her faculties had been engaged. Now she had only her daughter to live up to. For the son, who seemed to have inherited his father's gifts, had died suddenly in boyhood. And the only thing she had to look forward to now was turning into a werewolf on a full moon. <laughs> I hope this is, is the precursor to Grace and Frankie. Oh my God! <laughs> she had fought through that agony because her husband was there. To be helped and to help. Now, after the father's death, the thought of the boy had become unbearable. Mm. There was nothing left but to mother her daughter. And dear Jenny was such a... Oh, boo-hoo, jeez. Mother her Ugh, bummer of a daughter. nothing left for me but the other kid. <laughs> and dear Jenny was such a perfect daughter that she needed no excessive mothering. Now, with Babs Ansley, I don't know that I should be so quiet, Mrs. Slade sometimes half-enviously reflected. How Mrs. Slade fucking hates, she hates Mrs. Ansley she hates Babs. and her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. But Jenny, who was younger than her brilliant friend was that rare accident, an extremely pretty girl who somehow made youth and prettiness seem safe as their absence. It was all perplexing, and to Mrs. Slade, a little boring. <laughs> Mrs. Slade is dissatisfied <laughs> oh in all ways. She wished that Jenny would fall in love, with the wrong man even, that she might have to be watched, outmaneuvered, rescued. And instead, it was Jenny who watched her mother, kept her out of drafts, made sure she had taken her tonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Ansley was far less articulate than her friend, and her mental portrait of Mrs. Slade was slighter and drawn with fainter touches. Alita Slade's awfully brilliant, but not as brilliant as she thinks, Dang. would have summed it up. Oh, oh yeah! I'm with you, girl. Though she would have added, for the enlightenment of strangers, that Mrs. Slade had been an extremely dashing girl, much more so than her daughter, who was pretty, of course, and clever in a way. <laughs> they both hate each other's they hate daughters. Each other's daughters. <laughs> had none of her mother's, well, vividness, as someone once called it. <laughs> had none of her mother's vigorousness of eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> and sure, she had eyes, but did you notice them when she walked into the room? <laughs> and the eyes. Were they worth talking about? <laughs> Were they worth writing about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing to write home about. <laughs> Mrs. Ansley would take up current words like this and cite them in quotation marks as unheard of audacities. No, Jenny was not like her mother. Sometimes Mrs. Ansley thought Alita Slade was disappointed. On the whole, she had had a sad life, full of failures and mistakes. Mrs. Ansley had always been rather sorry for her. <gasps> wow. There's some pity. He's pity. Mean, mean, mean. Mm. So these two ladies visualized each other, each through the wrong end of her little telescope. Mm, Ooh, judgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Make her look smaller. A little telescope. <laughs> shook, 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 shook. 
too. Oh. For a long time, they continued to sit side by side without speaking. It seemed as though to both there was a relief in laying down their somewhat futile activities in the presence of the vast memento mori which faced them. Good Mrs. God. Slade, I I don't know. I think wow. maybe that's what, like, literally what they're looking at. Oh, like, like the pap- a, a papal thing? Something yeah. in, yeah, Italy. But like a memento mori is a photo of a dead person. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I didn't know what it meant. It was oh. just that they were both capitalized. Okay. So I was like, maybe okay. that's a place. So mm. a memento mori is a photo. Like, you know, in the 1800s, how they were like, we can only take pictures of things that are completely right. still. So we can only use it on when you're dead. Wow. Um, or if you're dying. Wait, so they're looking at a picture I of think that? it's like, you know, oh, like oh, the dead scene ahead of them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Edith. Oh, Edith. She's being very um, dramatic. Snobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Slade sat quite still, her eyes fixed on the golden slope of the Palace of the Caesars. And after a while, Mrs. Ainsley ceased to fidget with her bag. And she, too, sank into meditation. I have to stop you there. We got up an update on... Uh-huh. On her eyes and what they were doing, and yeah. no eyebrows, no eyebrows. no eyebrows, and also we've been talking so. about the purses but a lot. Those eyes, you guys, those eyes—they're there. They mm-hmm. ha- are yeah. present. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are on the face, still in existence. <laughs> like many intimate friends, the two ladies had never before had occasion to be silent together. <laughs> okay, and Mrs. Cool. Ainsley was slightly embarrassed by what seemed, after so many years, a new stage in their intimacy. And one which she did not yet know how to deal. Yes. Suddenly, the air was full of that deep clangor of bells which periodically covers Rome with a Mm. roof of silver. Mm. Mrs. Slade glanced at her wristwatch. Five o'clock already, she said as though surprised. (laughs) Oh, Miss Five o'clock. The moon is only four or four hours left until the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Mine enemies. (laughs) Mrs. Ainsley suggested interrogatively. (laughs) <laughs> Oof. Yeah. She's suggesting. Yeah, her adverb yeah. Edith's ad- her, Edith's adverbs are are uh, immense. Mm-hmm. Also, I let me know what you guys think after this sentence, whether it does in fact seem like interrogatively. There's bridge at the embassy at five. Oh uh, wait. But that's does that feel so is she like there's all? bridge at the embassy at five? Uh is she saying like you better go, old lady, bridge is And who is, is Mrs. Slade saying this? No, Mrs. Ainsley. Oh, Mrs. Ainsley. Or Ansley. Ansley. So, well, no. It doesn't. It does not. No, because she also the is the is the like the dumber and like gentler one, right? Yeah. Because Slade is oh. eyebrows, mean eyebrows. Okay, I gotta say, mm. bless mm-hmm. Miss Pussy Jones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Done. But uh-huh. I think that she is a little bit in love with her words. Okay. Okay. And it is interfering with the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little flowery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Because it I a think purple. all she really meant was that she phrased it like a question. Yeah. I think that's what it means. Like she says something like a question. Ugh, Pussy Jones. Pussy Jones. Pussy Pussy. Oh, okay. Just make a make out yeah. or I'm out. Yeah. Or, if, like, they, if they don't make it, I'm going to If they don't make out or if somebody doesn't fuck the moon, I'm out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Or kill their daughters. I'd yeah, be down for that. Yeah, the daughters. <laughs> push them off. Push yeah. them off the, Just, yeah. the balcony. Oh, yeah. And there. then take a picture of their dead bodies. And then like, yes. <laughs> drink their blood and become young again. Aw. <laughs> so are we done? Aww, we, we finished it, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we understand that Edith's okay. being a little bit uh, snooty. Mrs. Ansley suggested interrogatively, there's bridge at the embassy at five. For a long time, Mrs. Slade did not answer. She appeared to be lost in contemplation, and Mrs. Ansley thought the remark had escaped her. But after a while, she said, as if speaking out of a dream, bridge, did you say? Not unless you want to, but I don't think I will, you know? Oh, no, Mrs. Ansley hastened to assure her. I don't care to at all. It's so lovely here and so full of old memories, as you say. She settled herself in her chair and almost furtively drew forth her knitting. Mrs. Slade took sideways note of this activity, but her own beautifully cared She's giving her a hands. side eye. She's like, oh, you're, yeah, really she's fucking, like, you're doing oh, some okay. fucking knitting right now? We're in Italy? But her I own... imagine the eyebrows are like like um, Mo- Moana, uh, Maui's tattoos. Like yeah. They're just dancing and like <laughs> and like pointing to things. Oh, and yeah. so the side eye, they formed yeah. into an arrow. Yes, <laughs> they're pointing at the, at the knitting. Uh, knitting. Or they arched and then gave it a thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she took sideways note of this activity, but her own beautifully cared for hands remained motionless on her knee. I was just 
thinking, she said slowly, what different things Rome stands for to each generation of travelers. To our grandmothers, Roman fever. To our mothers, sentimental dangers. How we used to be guarded. To our daughters, no more dangers than the middle of Main Street. They don't know it, but how much they're missing. What? She's like, like Bacchanal want... type stuff? Yeah, or... they're thinking back to when they fucked that moon at a fucking yes. Roman orgy. I, I do want more uh, like Roman fever. That's the title of yeah, this thing. Yeah, what's right? the Roman fever? I well, want to know. To their grandmothers, it sounds like it was literally everyone fucking. Yeah. Or, I, yeah, or a just, disease, or a disease, or or just like no, people being like it was they like, can't stop, like they're obsessed with like the danger yeah. of Rome, ah, and like you know, like yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. the long golden light was beginning to pale, and Mrs. Ansley lifted her knitting a little closer to her eyes. Yes, how we were guarded. I always used to think, Mrs. Slade continued, that our mothers had a much more difficult job than our grandmothers. When Roman fever stalked the streets, it must have been comparatively easy to gather and gather in the girls at the danger hour. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah, so yes. sorry. Straight up fucking this on the street. This is a straight up like Dionysus yes. is here like, to party. Wine is flowing down the street. Yeah, scrapes beneath their feet. I guess I shouldn't have said Dionysus. That's a Greek god. My be. Oh yeah, who did they change it to? Uh, fucking Romans. Who they change Dionysus right to? Um, yeah, no, this was like, this was like eyes wide shut, <laughs> like an entire, but when you and I were young with such beauty calling us and the spice of disobedience thrown in and no worse risk than catching cold during the cool hour after sunset, the mothers used to be put to it to Bacchus. keep us in, didn't Ooh. they? Oh yeah. Bacchanalia. That mm -hmm. makes sense. She turned again toward Mrs. Ansley, but the latter had reached a delicate point in her knitting. One, two, three, slip two. Yes, they must have been, she assented without looking up. Mrs. Slade's eyes rested on her with a deepened attention. She can knit in the face of this? <laughs> How like her. Mrs. Slade leaned back, brooding, her eyes ranging from the ruins which faced her to the long green hollow of the Forum, the fading glow of the church fronts beyond it, and the outlying immensity of the Colosseum. Suddenly she thought, it's all very well to say that our girls have done away with sentiment and moonlight. But if Babs Ansley isn't out to catch that young aviator, the one who's a Marchese, Marchese, uh, then I don't know anything. And Jenny has no chance beside her. I know that, too. I wonder if that's why Grace Ansley likes the two girls to go everywhere together. My poor Jenny is a foil. Mrs. Slade gave a hardly what? audible laugh. And at the sound, Mrs. Ansley dropped her knitting. <gasps> what? Barely audible. And, and <laughs> Ansley's like, Oh my God. <laughs> what? I'm attuned to your everything. <laughs> did you find something on Roman fever? Yes, I did. I was looking because I, I really want to know. Yeah, what and, the and, fuck that and, means. And she made it up. She definitely made it up because the only other thing I can see is, is her story. Roman fever is mentioned a number of times throughout the story and how feared it used to be. In the lives of the two women, Roman fever symbolizes strong emotions and the uh, disease of jealousy. Okay. Oh, All right. interesting. Read no more because we might spoil the okay. story. Yes. I. Oh, yeah. nothing. I was only thinking how your Babs carries everything before her. That Campolieri boy is one of the best matches in Rome. Don't look so innocent, my dear. You know he is. And I was wondering, ever so respectfully, you understand, wondering how two such exemplary characters as you and Horace had managed to produce anything quite so dynamic. Whoa, bitch. Whoa. Whoa. That was me. But like pe peppered with like, you know, I mean this respectfully. Like, that's how you know it's not. Yeah. Like, and it's also like, um, like, just being honest, but. It's also, just, it's like it's it's dissing everybody because it's yeah, like every she's saying, single person. She's like, oh, like you're so exemplary, a.k.a. boring. And like your daughter yeah. is dynamic. And like to boring people like us, that's like bad. So it's like, oh, like how could like someone so, such a snooze like you and your husband? Yeah. Uh, give birth to such a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, very colorful. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Slade laughed again with a touch of asperity. Mrs. Ainsley's hands lay inert across her needles. She looked straight out at the great accumulated wreckage of passion and splendor at her feet, but her small profile was almost expressionless. At length, she said, I think you overrate Babs, my dear. Interesting. Ooh, interesting, 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 interesting. Mrs. Slade's tone grew easier. No, I don't. I appreciate her and perhaps envy you. 
Oh, my girl's perfect. If I were a chronic invalid, I'd, well, I'd rather be in Jenny's hands. There must be times. But there, I always wanted a brilliant daughter. I never quite understood why I got an angel instead. Wow. Slayed with the shade. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. My goodness. Claws are out, pussy. But like, that's the thing is these women are using exemplary as a a bad connotation word. They're using angel as also bad. They are queens of passive aggressive. Yes. Uh, Phrase. Woof. I would never want to be invited for like tea at their house. Yeah. They'd be so mean. Soft, soft, slow burns the entire time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Until by the end, you're like, I fucking hate you. I want Edith Wharton to have written another, like a director's cut where the waiter, (laughs) the waiter returns and leans over the gratuity and goes, zing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wow. The claws are out. (laughs) Yeah. Like just make him a queer eye character. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Ansley echoed her laugh in a faint murmur. (laughs) (laughs) Babs is an angel too. Of course, of course. But she's got rainbow wings. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow, she is jealous AF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rainbow wings. Well, they're wandering by the sea with their young men, and here we sit, and it all brings back the past a little too acutely. Mrs. Ansley had resumed her knitting. One might almost have imagined, if one had known her less well, Mrs. Slade reflective, reflected, that for her also too many memories rose from the lengthening shadows of those august ruins but no she was simply absorbed in her work what was there for her to worry about she knew that babs would almost certainly come back engaged to the extremely eligible campolieri campolieri pardon campolieri i'm doing an italian accent i'm very good at accents (laughs) and she'll sell the new york house and settle down near them in rome and never be in their way she's much too tactful but she'll have an excellent cook and just the right people in for bridge and cocktails and a perfectly peaceful old age among her grandchildren. Wow, Mrs. Slade is like, I fucking hate my fucking can of beige paint of a daughter. I know, (laughs) I know. Sad. Mrs. Slade broke off this prophetic flight with a recoil of self-disgust. Ah, there was, finally, thank you. She's like, This whole time has been silent. She's been silent for like yeah, did, the 15 yeah. minutes. I, yeah. Did that mean that Mrs. Slade just vomited? Yeah. <laughs> down, her, down the front of her nose. Uh, waiter. <laughs> and then Mrs. Ansley's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you, you have the most vigorous vomit. <laughs> there was no one of whom she had less right to think unkindly than of Grace Ansley. Would she never cure herself of envying her? Perhaps she had begun too long ago. Mm. Oh, that's a nice moment of self-reflection. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. She stood up and leaned against the parapet, filling her troubled eyes with the tranquilizing magic of the hour. But instead of eyes. tranquilizing eyes, there they are. No eyebrows. Where are those eyes? Eyes. Then eyes. their eyes. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac song. <laughs> yes. Eyes. <laughs> but instead, instead of tranquilizing her, the sight seemed to increase her exasperation. Oh my god. Her gaze turned toward the Coliseum. She needs to take. She's either a smoke some weed or like take some anxiety yeah. pills. Like get some yeah. soul off because she's freaking out. Or she's freaking a cigarette out at this point. Yeah. She just needs to like take a walk away from everybody else. She needs to yeah. like remove herself. Yeah. And like take a Xanax. Well, what yeah. she needs to do is she needs to take a break from Jenny. Here's the thing. She's Jenny's around, around too, Jenny, much, too much. Jenny's she needs too much. to have her yes. own vacation. You, apart you from... mentioned beige before. Have you guys heard the color grayish that is gray and beige that is used oh. on walls? Maybe even this one could be considered grayish. Oh. It's, it's actually a nice color on walls, but uh-huh. it's another version of like khaki vanilla. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there we go. So have that internet. <laughs> grayish. Grayish. Grayish Jenny. Grey Jenny. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the waiter like dips in and is like, good one. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Drier than a martini. <laughs> Already its golden flank was drowned in purple shadow and above it the sky curved crystal clear without light or color. It was the moment when afternoon and evening hang balanced in mid-heaven. Mrs. Slade turned back and laid her hand on her friend's arm. The gesture was so abrupt that Mrs. Ansley looked up startled. She's constantly being... A- I know, I wanted her to like, ah, and stab her with the knitting needles. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Help! What? You died 20 years ago. 
The sun set. You're not afraid, my dear. Afraid? Of Roman fever, of pneumonia. I remember how ill you were that winter. As a girl, you had a very delicate throat, hadn't you? Mm. Okay, so there is a literal. Literal Roman fever. I guess, yeah. uh, Symbolism is truly discussed in English classes and not by them. (laughs) Oh, we're all right up here. Down below in the forum, it does get deathly cold all of a sudden, but not here. Uh, Of course, you know, because you had to be so careful. Oh, again with the shades, like, she's like, you were just like, so like you were were just like always in the way. You know how much to take care of yourself because you always had to. Yeah. And you're, Mm -hmm. you remember that time you almost died, but didn't because you took care of yourself, but you (laughs) almost, you really did almost die. (laughs) But it's like, I guess like I rather would have lived my life where I didn't have to just like hide indoors all the time. (laughs) I don't know. I was just thinking about it. Did you remember like when you like almost died and like really ruined everyone's summer like do you remember like, that yeah. how wow. worried we were the whole time and i was like wow my anxiety's through the roof because of this woman yeah. who won't die or not die <laughs> i just pick like all we just kept saying is just pick and i i was just like really struggling with like how to tell people about it to make it about me <laughs> <laughs> mrs slade turned back to the parapet she thought I must make one more effort not to hate her. <laughs> uh, no, no, it doesn't. Is, does it say that? Yeah. It she is like really, she's like, I am losing it. Like, I have to stop being such a bitch, but I can't help it. I am so jealous. We, Baz listen, is we've all fun. been there. Jenny we've all been a there. Fucking snooze. Yeah. yeah. And we've I've, been there. I've changed there. my religion to just solely worship Edith Wharton. <laughs> <laughs> Aloud, she said. Whenever I look at the forum from up here, I remember that story about a great aunt of yours, wasn't she? A dreadfully wicked great aunt. <laughs> I <laughs> like dreadfully let, wicked great let, aunt. Let one sentence go by before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Great aunt Harriet, the one who is supposed to have sent her young sister out to the forum after sunset to gather a night blooming flower for her album. All of our great aunts and grandmothers used to have albums of dried flowers. Mrs. Slade nodded. But she really sent her because they were in love with the same man. Well, that was the family tradition. They said Aunt Harriet confessed it years afterward. At any rate, the poor little sister caught the fever and died. Wow. Okay, that took a turn. Why are you bringing this up, Slade? She's like, you just said I'm going to try not to hate you. And she's like, I can't stop. Like, remember, like, how your family died? I'm sorry. Like, I (laughs) can't. I can't stop. Get a hold of yourself, Slade. But, like, remember how your family, like, were such a, like, a gaggle of cunts that they were, like, willing to kill each other over a man? Oh, damn it. (laughs) Stop. You have to not hate her. And you frightened me with it that winter when you and I were here as girls. The winter I was engaged to Delphine. Mrs. Ansley gave a faint laugh. Oh, did I really frighten you? I don't believe you're easily frightened. Not often, but I was then. I was easily frightened because I was too happy. Jesus, Slade. Oh, Get a Slade. Wow. Humble you know that? You know city. that fear that creeps in when everything's perfect? <laughs> I, had that. I had that it was like oh my god is something gonna interrupt my perfect life and it didn't so it was fine i wonder if you know what that means oh! <laughs> she's so trying fucking no she, she was lying when she was like i gotta stop hating her she's like oh but i could hate her more god Do you, uh, wow uh, understand me <laughs> When I say happy, do you know that word? Do you know what the word means? I know you do intellectually, but like, did you ever feel it in your loins like I did? (laughs) Jesus Christ. I, yes, Mrs. Ansley faltered. Well, I suppose that was why the story of your wicked aunt made such an impression on me. And I thought, there's no more Roman fever, but the forum is deathly cold after sunset, especially after a hot day. And the Colosseum is even colder and damper. Coliseum? Yes, it wasn't easy to get in after the gates were locked for the night. Far from easy. I'm going to switch her voice to be more like what it would sound Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, in those days, it could be managed. It was managed often. Lovers met there who couldn't meet elsewhere. You knew that? Oh, she's like, if you've had a lover, you would have, I mean, I guess you wouldn't have seen it. Oh, I don't know what's going on. I changed my mind. I was like, maybe she was in love with her husband. And it's like trying oh. to make it out like she had such a happy oh, life. Oh, maybe. Ansley had the famous husband. 
No, didn't, didn't Sl- she? No, Slade. I think Slade had the, the Slade. The Wall Street. Oh, the yeah, Slade. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Wall Street coup. Oh, boy. By Slade. I, I dare say, I don't remember. You don't remember? You don't remember going to visit some ruins or other one evening just after dark and getting a bad chill? You were supposed to have gone to see the moon rise. Oh, my People God. She's being so always mean. said that expedition was what caused her illness. There was a moment's silence. Then Mrs. Ansley rejoined. Did they? It was all so long ago. Yes. And you got well again, so it didn't matter. But I suppose it struck your friends, the reason given for your illness. I mean, because everyone knew you were, like, so prudent on account of your throat. And your oh mother God, took her throat. such care of you. You had been out late sightseeing, hadn't you, that night? Perhaps I had. The most prudent girls aren't always prudent. What made you think of it now? Yeah. 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 Why now? Did does she did Ansley sleep with Slade? Oh shit. The husband? Maybe. Oh. Maybe. Maybe? Something's up. Maybe yeah, maybe she contracted a disease and gave it <gasps> Roman fever. Yeah. To her husband. Oh, oh, oh shit. Here we go. Okay, what? Mrs. Slade seemed to have no answer ready. But after a moment, she broke out. Because I simply can't bear it any longer. Yes. Yes. Slade, live your truth. lifted her head quickly. Her eyes were wide and very pale. Can't bear what? Why, you're not knowing that I've always known why you went. And over to Amy. (gasps) Oh, my God. What? The breakdown of these stories always works out so well. Yes. Yes. Uh, Okay. Well, we're into it now. Why I went... Yes, you think I'm bluffing, don't you? Well, you went to meet the man I was engaged to, and oh, and I can repeat every word of the letter that you took there. <gasps> no, oh, sorry, shit. the letter that took you there. <laughs> Very important phrasing. While Mrs. Slade spoke, Mrs. Ansley had risen unsteadily to her feet. Her bag, her knitting, and gloves slid in a panic-stricken heap. I cannot to the believe she didn't see this coming. I know. Come I on, know. Ansley. How does Ansley. she like the whole time that she's like? Isn't it like crazy that you're like <laughs> such a cunt? <laughs> like she's just like, this is yes. weird that this keeps happening. You can't bear one anymore. That I cheated on. I yeah. I'm the other woman. I cuckolded you. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, oh, her, her. They slid to the ground. She looked at Mrs. Slade as though she were looking at a ghost. No. No, don't. She faltered out. (laughs) What? Why not? Listen, if you don't believe me, my one darling, things can't go on like this. I must see you alone. She's quoting the letter. Oh, my God. Come to the Colosseum immediately after dark tomorrow. There will be somebody to let you in. No one whom you need fear will suspect. But perhaps you've forgotten what the letter said. Mrs. Ansley met the challenge with an unexpected composure. Steadying herself against the chair, she looked at her friend and replied, no, I know it by heart too. <gasps> oh! Oh, oh, oh my, my gosh. God. I Do just want to say Riverdale, take notes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, Edith Wharton basically set the standard for teen drama. Yes. <laughs> totally. And the signature, only your, only your DS. Was that it? I'm right, am I? That was the letter that took you out that evening after oh, dark? Delphine. Mrs. Ansley was still looking at her. It seemed to Mrs. Slade that a slow struggle was going on behind the voluntarily controlled mask of her small, quiet face. <gasps> you guys. Does she think that Barb is Sl- Mr. Slade's daughter? My God! Is that why she thinks oh, that would be amazing. so lively? That's oh, why she my hates gosh. Jenny and wait, loves but Barb. She isn't feel- there not... Oh, wait, wait, wait. So she thinks that Barb, Barb is maybe uh, Ansley and Mr. Slade's love child. I don't know. And that's I'm why she's like, Jenny's such there. a fucking bore yeah. and Barb she's is like, so fun. Oh, isn't it interesting how your boring ass husband, Horace, managed to turn right, out Barb? Right, 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 Maybe right. it's because she's the product of my husband's seed. The oh, slate. Wow. Just okay, okay, let's see, let's see. I love that. I love that. I shouldn't have... Wait, who's saying this? Uh... I shouldn't have thought she had herself so well in hand, Mrs. Slade reflected almost resentfully. But at this moment, Mrs. Ansley spoke. 
I don't know how you knew. I burned that letter at once. Yes, you would, naturally. You're so prudent. The sneer was open now. And uh. if, if you burned the letter, you're wondering how on earth I know what was in it. That's it, isn't it? Mrs. Slade waited, but Mrs. Ansley did not speak. This is not going how Slade wanted it to go no. at all. My God, hold on. <laughs> hold on to your butts. <laughs> yes. This is Mrs. Slade speaking. Well, my dear, I know what was in that letter because I wrote it. Yeah! Wait! <laughs> you wrote it? Yes. The two women stood for a minute staring at each other in the last golden light. Then Mrs. Ansley dropped back into her chair. Oh, she murmured and covered her face with her hands. <laughs> this is baffling. Yeah. Mrs. Slade waited nervously for another word or movement. None came and at length she broke out. I horrify you. <laughs> Mrs. Ansley's hand dropped to her knees. The face they uncovered was streaked with tears. I wasn't thinking of you. I, I was thinking it was the only letter I ever had from him. And I wrote it. Yes, I wrote it. But I was the girl he was engaged to. Did you happen to remember that? Mrs. Ansley's head drooped again. I'm not trying to excuse myself. I remembered. And still you went. Still I went. Mrs. Slade stood looking down on the smell small bowed figure at her side a bowed figure at her side the flame of her wrath had already sunk and she wondered why she had ever thought there would be any satisfaction in inflicting so purposeless a wound on her friend but she, she had to justify herself mm. classic well, slave she's yeah. gotta lean into mm. it now you do understand I'd found out and I hated you Hated you. I knew you were in love with Delphine, and I was afraid, afraid of you, of your quiet ways, your sweetness, your, well, I wanted you out of the way, that's all, just for a few weeks, just till I was sure of him. So in a blind fury, I wrote that letter. I don't know why I'm telling you now. I suppose, said Mrs. Ansley slowly, it is because you've always gone on hating me. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we're all grown adults. Yeah, we get it. it. Um, perhaps, or because I wanted to get the whole thing off my mind. She paused. I'm glad you destroyed the letter. Of course, I never thought you'd die. What? Wait, I'm sorry. She got Roman fucking fever. She wanted that her to get. She she wrote hold the letter on, to hold lure on. her Is to the Colosseum. Is one of them a goddamn ghost? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. She wanted her to die like like She's like ghost. the family, like yeah. the, the family members. Yeah, right. She was like, "You told me that story about your wicked great aunt Harriet right. and, and getting I tried the to Roman do that to fever." You. Yeah. Mrs. Ansley relapsed into silence, and Mrs. Slade, leaning above her, was conscious of a strange sense of isolation, of being cut off from the warm current of human communion. You think me a monster? <laughs> I don't know. It, it was the only letter I had, and you say he didn't write it. Ah, how you care for him still. I cared for that memory, said Mrs. Ansley. Mrs. Slade continued to look down on her. She seemed physically reduced by the blow, as if when she got up, the wind might scatter her like a puff of dust. Mrs. Slade's jealousy suddenly leaped up again at the sight. All these years, the woman had been living on that letter. How she must have loved him to treasure the mere memory of its ashes. The letter of the man her friend was engaged to. Wasn't it she who was the monster? You tried your best to get him away from me, didn't you? But you failed, and I kept him. That's all. Yes, that's all. I wish now I hadn't told you. I, <laughs> I had no idea you'd feel about it as you do. I thought you'd be amused. It all happened so long ago, as you um, say. You're a, a liar. liar. You are fucking such liar. a liar. She's like trying to, she's trying to backtrack. Whoa, right? She's Ansley. like, oh, I just thought this is funny. <laughs> you're taking it Aren't really we all hard. having a laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Your daughter's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and mine is too. <laughs> <laughs> and mine's boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you must do me the justice to remember that I had no reason to think you'd ever taken it seriously. How could I, when you were married to Horace Ansley two months afterward? As soon as you could get out of bed, your mother rushed you off to Florence and married you. People were rather surprised. They wondered at it being done so quickly, but I thought I knew. <gasps> she wasn't pregnant. She didn't have Roman fever. She had morning sickness. Yeah. I, oh, my gosh. I had an idea you did it out of pique to be able to say you'd got ahead of Delphine and me. Kids have such silly reasons for doing the most serious things. And your marrying so soon convinced me that you'd never really cared. Yes, I suppose it would, Mrs. Ensley assented. The clear heaven overhead was emptied of all its gold. Dusk spread over it, abruptly darkening the seven hills. Here and there, lights began to twinkle through the foliage at their feet. Steps were coming and going on the deserted terrace. Waiters looking out of the doorways at the head of the stairs, then reappearing with trays and napkins and flasks of wine. Tables were moved, chairs straightened. A feeble string of electric lights flickered out. 
Yes. This is the night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a stout lady in a dust coat suddenly appeared, asking in broken Italian if anyone had seen the elastic band which held together her tattered Baedeker. Oh, that, that is, thing. That is a word. Um, she <laughs> poked with her stick under the table at which she had lunched, the waiters assisting. The corner where Mrs. Slade and Mrs. Ansley sat was still shadowy and deserted. For a long time, neither of them spoke. At length, Mrs. Slade began again. I suppose I did it as a sort of joke. A joke? <laughs> wow, she is a still j- trying she's to do on this. I can't believe this. Come on, <laughs> just j- give up. A joke? Well, girls are ferocious sometimes, you know, girls in love especially, and I remember laughing to myself all that evening at the idea that you were waiting around there in the dark, dodging out of sight, listening for every sound, <laughs> trying to get in. Uh, of course, I-, I was upset when I heard you were so ill afterward. Mrs. Ansley had not moved for a long time, but now she slowly turned toward her companion. Fuck yeah, let it yeah, yeah, slip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rip. Oh. Let it rip. Let it slip and rip. But <laughs> I didn't wait. He'd arranged everything. Oh, <gasps> shit. He was there. We were let in at once, she said. Mrs. Slade sprang up from her leaning position. Delphine there! They let you in! Ah, now you're lying! (laughs) You're lying! She burst out with violence. Mrs. Ansley's voice grew clear and full of surprise. But of course he was there. Naturally, he came. Came! How did he know he'd find you there? You must be raving. Mrs. Ansley hesitated as though reflecting. But I answered the letter. I told them I'd be there. Oh, So he came. Oh, my God. You arranged your own and caged fiancé. Yes. Love. You made that bed, Slade. Mrs. Slade flung her hands up to her face. Oh, God, you answered. I never thought of your answering. It's (laughs) odd you never thought of it if you wrote the letter. Ah, (laughs) Ansley is fucking over her. Yes, yes, I, I was blind with rage. Mrs. Ansley rose and drew her fur scarf about her. It is cold here. We'd better go. I'm sorry for you, she said as she clasped oh. the fur about her throat. The unexpected words sent a pang through Mrs. Slade. Yes, we'd better go. She gra- gathered up her bag and cloak. I don't know why you should be so sorry for me, she muttered. Mrs. Ansley stood looking away from her toward the dusky mask of the Coliseum. Well, because I didn't have to wait that night. Mrs. Slade gave an unquiet laugh. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I was beaten there, but I oughtn't to begrudge it to you, I suppose, at the end of all these years. After all, I had everything. I had him for 25 years, and you had nothing but that one letter that he didn't write. Mrs. Ansley was again silent. At length, oh she took a step toward the door of the terrace and turned back, facing her companion. Yes. Fuck yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. I had Barbara. She said. (gasps) And began to move ahead of Mrs. Slade toward the stairway. I fucking knew. Holy fucking Lindsay yes. nailed it. Yes. Solid. I can't believe yes. you totally prediction. called it. You called yeah. it. I love. I love that that just happened. I love that I got to read it. Yeah. I'm. I'm loving this. Oh, <laughs> good job, I had everybody. I love I that. Barbara. You know she coasted out. She coasted out. She's she, like, oh, well, Barbara. She turned into she like straight up floated yeah. away. Yes. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. She like a, a she white... put her arms out and like just floated upward. And, and then yeah, a white light away. emitted from the back of her and reached out and slapped exactly. Slade in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh uh, my we God. might have been on your side, Slade, if you hadn't been such a raging cunt the whole <laughs> no, first she was like part of the story. Bananas the whole time. She, yeah. that is, I think she's got borderline personality disorder. She, 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 just, vigorous she interprets love in the wrong way. Mm, Guys, absolutely. Slade has a problem. Uh, Big problem. Wow. I hope she. I hope she finds peace. Warden nailed it. Yeah, I will dude. say. Yeah, she needs to be not so quite proud of her vocabulary. Uh, yeah. But we, here's the thing, though. We got used to it after a while, and then I'm it was like, okay. Yeah. It's a little bit of a, a curve to like, yes, learn the language of her, and the that's kind of how it always is, is. Yeah, is it's it's the difference between reading it and saying it mm-hmm. because yeah. I'm taking my cues off of how to say it from the yeah. words before it. Right. So if you say like. In an interrogating manner, I'm like, 
you tell me what you did. Yeah, rather, you on rather that than yeah. like yeah. questioning. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things too where- or Maybe it used to be used differently. Yeah, maybe. But it also reminds me of like someone that used like thesaurus.com and like didn't really That's check I mean. to see if it like- right. Yeah, almost like translated yeah, yeah. into English. Yeah. yeah. But oh, what a read. What yeah. a read. Yeah. Indeed. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. Mini little soap opera. It absolutely was. Thank you so much yeah, for doing our work, show. Amy. Yeah, excellent of work. It was so Thank fun you having so much. you. Wonderful performance. On Thank your you part. so much. Um, that was really fun. Oscar turn. Very yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That I had Barbara. End. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's not quiet. Me off. Oh, fabulous. Yes, well, I had him. Yes. That's crazy. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, guys, if you like this podcast, I actually have a podcast called Twin Sister, Twin Sister. It's with me and three of my sisters, so all four of oh, us. Oh, wow. Um, there's only one set of twins. Uh, <laughs> but it's just about, yeah, four very different women and how we happen to just be sisters. Awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, thank you so much to Amy for coming in. Thank you so much, you guys, for getting some culture with mm -hmm. us. Yep. And we'll uh, we'll see you next week for another Brett Chosen Story Keep it lit. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.